Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Have you lost weight only to gain it right back after returning to your routine? Did your diet work for someone else but not you? Rockin' That ID Life helps you understand your genetic makeup to find a lifestyle that fits your needs. Together, you and RockinThatIDLife.com can focus on your health and meet your goals today. That's RockinThatIDLife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. If you haven't heard, Center Ice Brewery beer is now exclusively available at beer stores around town. So make sure you pick some up on your next milk and eggs run. That's Center Ice Brewery. Please drink responsibly. Get ready. To hear some noise tonight, you're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a Donnybrook. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Are we like Ogilcorp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it no doubt about it eh you're listening to kurt bill and jeff on let's go blues radio the original st louis blues hockey fan podcast take it away boys hey blues fans i like to consider myself a friend of the show this is tsn analyst and former blues netminder jamie mcclennan and here's kurt bill and jeff on let's go blues radio Welcome to Season 10, Episode 36 of Let's Go Blues Radio. This is the fully vaccinated, often imitated, but never duplicated. One of the things that money can't buy, but for everything else, there's MasterCard. The original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by RockinThatIDLife.com, the home of getting yourself where you want to be physically. And by CenterIceBrewery.com, St. Louis's wonderfully crafted hockey-themed beer found at local grocery stores and liquor stores in the St. Louis area. We're broadcasting live on Monday, May 9th, 2022. This is franchise episode number 354 all time. I am Jeff Ponder, and I am joined by the grief-filled Kurt Price and uh, the Russian line-loving Bill Day is uh, on assignment. I tried to relay it in with the lines of the teams that we're talking about, but I don't think uh-huh. that really, that didn't really work. That's okay. I tried. I tried. Big, A for big effort. Whiffer. It's okay. Yep. All right. uh, we'll be hitting you up with some of that blues talk for the next 14 hours. Huh? Cool yeah. with that? It's a telethon. It's the, yep. it's the Let's Go Blues Radio telethon. <laughs> That's right. 14 hours, folks. Uh, don't forget to find us on every social media platform as well as a preferred seller on Facebook Marketplace. I forgot to take that part out. Uh, we, are, <laughs> we are dual live streaming on Facebook and YouTube. So hello to the live audience and thanks for joining us. Uh, Mr. Price, we are on uh, show three of the playoffs for us. Uh, things are about, I'd say in terms of the, at least where we're at in game numbers, uh, maybe not exactly how we thought it would play out, but we're at an even series. And think about what we thought it would be at this point, right? Uh, yeah, I, you guys each said Blues and Six, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I was a, a cocky uh, bastard and said Blues and Five. But, uh, you know, I, I, I truly in my heart 
feel the Blues are the better team. Uh, and if both teams play the way they're capable of playing, if the Blues win most of the time. So, uh, you know, it, it's uh, I'm, I'm happy. I'm being down 2-1 to one and then coming back and tying it 2 with the game they played yesterday. Really nice rebound game. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm couldn't be happier today. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, I kind of assumed that we would see a split through four games. I don't like losing game three for me, like being down two to one in the series that it just, it shakes me. It makes me really nervous and really scared for game four. Cause if you go down three, one, I mean, it's pretty much over. I mean, teams can come back, but it doesn't happen often. So I was a little concerned going into game four, but at the end of the day, they win game four uh, and they've got the split. And that's all I can ask for at this point. You know what's tough though is that it, it, it's it's kind of hard sometimes to win back to back games in a series uh, yeah. against a team. Uh, a lot of times teams will try and rebound. Good teams rebound. Uh, Minnesota did win two straight against the Blues, games two and three, and then now the Blues. And, and a lot of people will say, you know, game four is always a huge game in a series. Typically, the team that wins game five wins the series. Uh, it's game five and game one. Those are the two games that 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 uh, they would like to point out the, the teams who win game one, it's like over 60% of the time win the series and game and teams who win game five. I don't have the, the percentages, but it's even higher than that to win the series. I think so, you know, team game five, Minnesota is going to be big. Um, looking forward to it. So uh, folks, the, the way that this is kind of working, if you kind of picked up on it last week, uh, despite our internet outage issues, we had twice uh, something we are attempting to do is do two shows a week during the playoffs. So, uh, this is the second week of that, so stay tuned because I, I think we're planning on a show Wednesday evening, correct? After game five, ahead of game six? Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm down, with the, down with that. So this is more of a, uh, so when we do this, we're going to have one of, one of a bit of a shorter show. We're not going to have all of our usual segments, and then uh, the next show we'll have that. So we are going to skip today in Blues history. Um we could do beers of the show really quick. I've um, got a beer. I could say yeah, what it is. Might as well. I've got a uh, four hands citywide tonight. And How about I've you? got a I got a three one two lemonade shandy. There you go. Good stuff. Yeah. Man, great summer I, beer. I, I love the the three one two is my my go to summer beer, I believe, this summer. It's gonna be the year of the three one two lemonade shandy for me. The summer there of the you shandy. Go. The summer of the shandy. I like that. There you go. The summer the summer of Kurt. You're right. <laughs> summer of George. The summer of George. Uh, so, as I said, we, uh, we're we going to get right into it with these kinds of episodes. So, Blues lose game three. We'll talk about very quickly. At home, 5-1. to one. Wild took the 2-1 series lead. Uh, this ended a seven-game losing streak for Minnesota playing in the city of St. Louis. Wild were outscored 35 to 15 in that time. And yes, that included playoffs. Uh, Billy Huso gets the start. Marco Scandella returned after missing three games with lower body injury, uh, which is funny because going into this game, you know, you're thinking, God, I hope we get Scandella back. Had, uh, how crazy is that to hear after all the shit we heard about him over the season? Well, yeah, I mean, when you're when you've lost Letty and you've lost Scandella and, you know, Bertuzzo, Bertuzzo. takes a puck to the face, mm-hmm. it's like you're 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 you want any of your regulars to come back because your alternatives, you know, are I mean, not 
bad players by any means. You know, Santini, he's a capable fill-in, but he's not a guy you want to be pl- plugging in there in the playoffs right now. Um, now, Perunovic was a really nice uh, uh, have for us to have to plug in. He got healthy just in time to play, apparently. And uh, I liked him. I liked him a lot. And I, that was mm-hmm. when I heard that he was ready to, he had been skating. We knew that. And uh, Bruby hinted well, he was, a few games he was a ago possibility he, for this game yep. in game three. Yeah. yeah. Bruby hinted that he was close, closer than you may think. I think he, yeah. something like mm-hmm. that, he said. And That's so exactly that, that my, my ears perked up when I heard that uh, like four or five days ago. And I was like, oh, he's close. I mean, that means he's probably going to play in this series. Right. And uh, sure enough, he was ready to go last game. And that was, uh, I, I was loving it. Loved the way he looked out there. So, yep. So, uh, again, in this game, Marco Scandella returned after missing three games. But in this game, Tori Krug was lost midway through the first period. And by the way, why is it that when these guys are getting hurt, it has to be in the first period every damn game? I don't know. Yeah. It's happened every game, right? Every defenseman right. that's been hurt, it was in the first period. Mm-hmm. Ugh, that yeah. Scandella it, it, last game was like, I think it was a, like four minutes or five minutes into the game. He had played, yeah, he had like two shifts I've, or something. I've got it on he here. Like a, uh, he played he like had, a minute something. Yeah, he played, uh, hang on, sorry, where is it? Hang on, I'll get there, folks. Live show. Give us give us, uh, give us, us some credit. I think it was like he played, a, I'm going to say a minute. A minute 32. 34. Woo, that's two yeah, seconds he, off. Yeah, minute 34, and, hey, which is crazy. Price is right, bid. That was amazing. Two that's seconds That's true. Under. You won. Come I on down. I won. Both showcases. <laughs> I was wow. in 10 seconds. I won both showcases. That's impressive. Uh, I so, am an impressive specimen. So through the first period, uh, halfway through the first period, Tory Crew goes out when he limped to the locker room following a neutral zone hit on wild forward Matt Boldy, which is just a weird play. Um, you hear injury and you think, you know, what happened to Letty, even maybe what happened to Bortuzzo. This is one where Krug was trying to deliver a hit and it just – it was an awkward moment between he him just, and Boldy. Yeah, just hit the side of his knee, just hit a solid part of Boldy and bent bent awkwardly and didn't look good on the replay. No. So uh, in this game, uh, the Blues uh, and, and so let's we're not going to break this down goal for goal. We're not even going to break it down period by period, folks. But I will start with saying, oh, Kurt, you want to deal with some stuff there yeah, in the yep, YouTube yep, chat? Yep, yep, doing it now. Doing it now. All right, cool. <laughs> Again, we've said this on the show before, but that is the uh, the issue with streaming live. Sometimes is uh, you get some fun little comments in the uh, YouTube chat from some bots. So uh, Kurt is dealing with those right now. So while he does that, I will uh, I will go on and say that uh, early this game starts, and we're gonna get into the hype video. We'll talk about that after break. Uh, but the the crowd is clearly into it. The Blues look amped up. You know, they're all swaying during the national anthem, and it's, okay, this is this is it. The Blues are going to take the lead here. So they have a chance early on, uh, and I think it was O'Reilly, actually, that had the chance very early, like within the first 20 seconds of play. Uh, but then the Blues lose it. They lose possession, uh, come down on a two-on-one, and uh, Jordan Greenway tallies a one-timer. Uh, on that two-on-one, just a beautiful pass, beautiful setup, beautiful shot. Uh, and Billy Huso, again, is in net for this game. Uh, first shot goes in, and uh, you kind of fell the, the wheels. I don't know if you did, but the minute that goal went in, I, my first thought was, they're going to be fine. But then the next couple shifts go, and I thought, oh, boy. 
and and that's what happened. This this game just got away from him pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was perfect execution on that two on one, but you know you can't be giving that stuff up. You know, I mean, that's it, especially that early in the game. And I felt bad for Huso because that was the second game in a row. The first two shots went in on the first three. The first two goals went in on the first like three shots, something yeah. like that. Um. Sorry, I, I was I I I pulled up that link in the in the chat. The naked girls here streamer recommends. I <laughs> I've got that up in my, the window now, so I'm kind of looking at that. Sorry. Oh, good. No, enjoy yourself. You know what? I can handle the show. <laughs> Just enjoy yourself. Yeah. All right. I'll be um, right back. <laughs> uh, so again, this game Blues lose it five to one in this one. Um, Kirill Kaprizov and uh, Joel Erickson Eck, who had big game twos. Uh, they each had a goal and an assist in this game. Marcus Foligno and Ryan Hartman each had two assists in this game. Marc-Andre Fleury, again, looks good in net, goes 29 for 30 on the night in saves, and Ryan O'Reilly has the Blues' lone goal. So that's all I'll say about the game. Kurt, is there anything you want to add about this game? No, I, I, it was it was the, the worst game by far the Blues have played in a, in a while. You know, they, they had uh, – uh, that that nice long point streak in the season, um, and this they look pretty bad. So I, I'm not uh, the 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 first game of the of the playoffs. They looked good and won. The second game, I don't think they looked quite as good uh, in some areas as the first game. Um, and they, uh, or I'm sorry, they looked better. I thought in some areas in the second game, but lost. So uh, you know. It, ebbs and flows of the of the of the playoffs and uh hopefully game three is the worst of it and the blues uh came out uh, better in uh in game four much better in game four completely it's completely yeah. turn, turn around and and the, the the comments after game three on social media wow i mean this was interesting to me so if we're still like finishing up game three sure series is tied one one the game's not over yet technically it's still one one in the series right there are people abandoning ship. <laughs> I mean, the Blues are playing really bad in this game. They didn't look good. And uh, Huso wasn't stealing anything in this game. So, and, you know, fans are rightful to be, you know, annoyed by the Blues playing this game. But, man, oh, man, if if fans weren't just giving up on this playoff round, they were like, bap, this is over. And I get the the worry because of the injuries to the defense. That's a concern. But to be giving up on the series when it's technically still one to one is wild to me. That's mm. that's 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 what I that's, that, what that's, I hate that's a little much. That's a little much. Maybe I'm maybe I'm crossing a line here, but uh one of the co hosts of the show <laughs> was kind of giving yeah. up what's one of those people. Well, you know what? You know what? Uh, I love Bill. Uh, Bill's but, an emotional But again, guy. that, that is guy. in a private chat with Kurt and I. Right. Only we see. <laughs> so I we use that as some therapy sometimes. But yes, <laughs> no, I there, was, there was some right. talk from Bill about the series is over, blues are done. And I was like, uh, yeah. buddy, give him a little bit of time here. I, yeah, well, I mean, you know, uh, I've known Bill for a long time, and he's he he uh, wears his heart on his sleeve mm. with sports. You know, he's very emotional, and he's uh, uh, he gets fired up, and uh, you know, he can he can say some things, and then he'll 
he'll walk it back later when he has a chance to kind of reassess. So, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, that, that's, that's life as being a sports fan, right? You get so wrapped up in the moment. Um, we've done some, I mean, everybody who's a diehard sports fan has done some crazy and said some crazy shit, uh, in the moment. Um, Oh yeah, I have, I have, but, uh, I, I, I've, in my, my elder years here, I think I have learned, uh, to, you know, I, and I used to do this. I, oh, I'd throw shit across the room. Oh, I'd yeah. throw my hands up. I'd walk out, be cussing left and right. You know, I was, I was as animated and as emotional as anybody. But, uh, yeah, as you get a little bit older, you understand that, okay, reel it in a little bit. <laughs> because, the, you know, this, this, it could be a long series. It's, you know, and during the season, it's a long season. You know, don't get too, don't get too high. Don't get too low. Um, during the season, a lot of people were down on the Blues big time midway uh, because of their inconsistent play. And I was I was trying to be a voice of, you know, a calming, soothing voice of, you know, hey, step off the ledge, guys. It's a long season. We this team's a good team. Give them a, get. Let's see how the season plays out. And it turned it played out pretty well. So I think this this playoffs should be the same mentality. You know, don't get too upset over one game in the playoffs. Yeah, granted, my, like I said, the defense is the defense is, is having some issues, but uh, next we have some news. You know, well, it was not it's not news. It's it was released yesterday. Right now, and, and the possible is, defense coming back. So that's that's but encouraging. You, and you can see why people were kind of walking to the ledge a little bit. I mean, with, I, with the way the defense no, I, is played and how everybody's hurt, you can see. A, and Huso's not stealing games. Uh, yeah, no. I, and Brandy Capone says, nah, I'm cursing the whole dang time. <laughs> so my, my favorites, I got to tell like a quick favorite story that my mom loves to tell. Uh, there was a game and I remember it exactly. So let's see, it would have been 99. So I'd have been 14 years old. Um, Blues had a four, one lead going into the third period. And this is when they were going through the goalie carousel and Jim Carrey was the starting goalie for the blues. Uh, and he gave up five goals in the third period and the blues ended up losing seven to four. Um, I went upstairs again. I was 14 years old. I went upstairs. I took every Jersey. I took every decoration <laughs> and I literally threw them down the stairs and was like, I'm done. I am so done with this team. I'm done with them. My sister being the bitch that she is, Ooh. she took every, Oh, don't worry. I call that to her face. Um, <laughs> she, she took every single piece of thing that I threw downstairs and she hit them. So the next, so later that night, you know, of course I calmed down and I'm like, okay, I'll take my stuff back now. And my sister's like, no, I threw it out. It's gone. So like, I drove it to a dumpster. It's gone. I threw it all away. Cause you said you didn't want it anymore. And I flipped out again and it was this big fight. And hours later, it's like midnight. Finally, my mom's like, Oh my God, you guys need to go to bed. Just give him his shit back, Tanya. And so finally she did. So I kind of learned then like, okay, I need to tone it down a little bit. I, I think, well, uh, Brandon Toma in the YouTube chat says fan is short for fanatic. Yes. So you know, fans can be fanatic. And it, that's part of the great thing about sports is how fans react to certain things and the extreme measures they go to. Um, it's like, if you watch a, you know, Steve Dangle, how he yells and screams and rants and raves, uh, in a, in a funny way, I guess. Um, I, I guess, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll compare Bill to, uh, Steve Dangle. <laughs> there you go. And his, in his, uh, in his comments about, I mean, because to be honest, you know, being a blues fan, 
we've seen, you know, this path oh, yeah. for yeah. the Blues. I mean, it's, it's it's like ingrained. So if, if things start to go south in the playoffs, it just keeps going, right? There's no coming back from it. But uh, I think I think that uh, in 2019, hopefully it changed that. But then 2020 well, and 21 well, were different. Well, that's the thing and... that's funny is I had this conversation with my wife, and I, I told her, I'm like, you know, 2020, I truly believed they were going to come back and beat Vancouver when they were down two games to O. I was like, they're they're going to barnstorm and then they're going to win the cup again. And it was the same thing even against the Avalanche. I picked the Blues to beat the Avalanche last year, and you just and it was it when they got swept last year. I even said it. I said, 2019 has made me forget what it's like to actually be a Blues fan, and. I think this year I haven't let myself get too emotional again. And I think it's because I've kind of reminded myself like, Hey, this team has won once in what? 55 years, you know, I like not saying that, you know, past results equal, whatever it is that bill always says the legal terms. It's a, it's a very cool phrase, but I can't call it either. But trust um, us, it's cool. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just, I, you know, generally speaking, I'm a pretty optimistic guy, um, in 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 sports and in life. And I just so I, uh, that you know, as emotional as I get during games, I like to think that I'm, I'm uh, also pretty optimistic, uh, maybe to a fault. You know, I, I I'll put faith in this team uh, in terms of how they can play. And expect them to play to that level when maybe they haven't been getting there lately. And I keep thinking they can get back there, but they just don't. And uh, so, but yeah, that, that's you know, live and die uh, as a as a sports fan, and bleeding blue, as they say. Uh, past results don't guarantee future performance. There you go. There it is. Yep. Um. So, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get into uh, talking about, well, actually, first, we're going to take a break. Uh, We're going to get into the Blues' big Game 4 victory after a word from our friends over at rockinthatidlife.com. It's springtime, and I know in my house, it's such a good feeling to open up the windows and let the breeze roll in for new life in my home. Your body's no different. Detoxifying your body can reduce any inflammation, purify your blood, help with weight loss, improve sleep, and boost your circulation. Don't just go after those detoxifiers that only focus on the gut and bowel, though. If you're going to do it, do it for real. The all-new Detox Box from RockinThatIDLife.com cleans all your systems, flushing your kidneys and bowels, detoxifying your liver, and restoring your microbiome for full homeostasis. You'll feel re-energized, restored, and renewed. Make your order now and receive a free detox water bottle with your order. Visit rockinthatidlife.com or email Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's rockinthatidlife.com and give your body that much-needed spring cleaning today. I did want to say real quick, sorry, that name me another podcast anywhere that mentions flushing the bowels during the show. Name me one. Uh, maybe there's a flushing the balls podcast. Um, I'm betting there's not. Well, you well, know. There's maybe. a magazine for everything, so there, there might be a podcast. Um, maybe so. flushing balls weekly. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, think we uh, might be one of the few. If, if we might if, be the only one. 
Oh, it's because of our wonderful sponsor. Um, yeah. But yeah, Dustin, uh, I was te- I was texting with him earlier today, and he said uh, there's definitely a tie-in with the detox box um, for the Blues because they are clearly making us drink more. So we're having some fatty yes. liver issues. Get yourself the detox box and get your body back to normal. Um, maybe now or after the playoffs are over because, yeah, they're, they've made me through four games. I've probably had more beer than I've had in a while. Brandon Tome on YouTube chat says, remembering the Cardinals being down to the last strike in game six in 2011 will keep me hanging on to the end from now on. They were down to the last strike a number of times. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, uh, like six times, mm-hmm. uh, like, like six pitches and, uh, yeah. And then they pulled it out. So, and yeah, I, I, I just think if you, I don't know if you declare a series over and then you, and you come back later, it's like, Hey, wait a second. Where were you? I mean, where, what are you doing? You said it was over. You can't. You're not allowed back in the in the building anymore. Once you leave, you can't come back in. So yeah, I uh, no. We my wife and I turned that game off. We were yeah, so disgusted. Well, and it's it's funny because all the time you hear Cardinals fans say something like, "This that was the greatest game of all time." That game was awful. It was hard to watch. There were so many mistakes and errors made on both sides. You and know what? The, the Cardinals were getting creamed. And I was just like, I can't watch this. I was like, I'm sorry. They're going to lose. I'm turning it off. That's the last time I've ever turned a sporting game off where I really regret it. It it was a poorly played game uh, up until the last, what, four innings or so. But with that, the finish of that game, even with the poor play before it, that finish makes that game, in my opinion, the best game ever played in the playoffs because of that finish alone. It doesn't matter what happened earlier in the game. That finish was beyond yeah. epic. I don't like beyond calling epic. it ever played. I will say it was the most the entertaining oh. game of all time. I Name me a better one. I think it was the most I mean, entertaining you, game of all time, but I don't think got it was the, the best ever played. I do. I, I think I the best that, I, that I've ever watched or seen or – uh, I think uh, you know the Red game, Sox coming back against the Yankees of, being down. Oh, games of th- three games of none. Game five yeah. of the first round of that uh, that year is one of my favorite games of all time. Roy uh, Halladay and Chris Carpenter. That was a great game. That was a great that pitching was duel. One fantastic. of my favorite playoff games I've ever seen. I, I love agree, pitching that, duels, but, though. But I, I agree that was a great game. But that doesn't hold a candle to Game Six in the, in the World Series. Not even close. In your mind. I mean that was a, that was a well played game, a very well played game, and a great pitching pitching duel. But being, I mean, the drama, the 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 the, the on the brink of elimination, uh, the Cardinals being down to the last strike, how many times? The hometown kid coming through twice with a triple, a triple of all things. The hardest thing to do I, in baseball is a triple, and he pulled it off. Two runs scored. Oh, we're talking baseball now. I, you know what? Uh, I think we're just arguing semantics here. Semantics. So. <laughs> <laughs> we should have a vote. Shout out to uh, shout out to anyone who uh, knows the reference that co- that comes from. Um, that would be um, why can't I think of the name? The White Castle movie, the second one, Guantanamo Bay. Um, oh, uh, Harold and Kumar. Harold, Harold and Kumar. Kumar. White Castle. Yeah, yeah, that's on the second one. I anyway, was, uh, I've I've got some memorabilia from that movie. Uh, I got a girl sitting on a slider, hamburger. Nice. Uh, a cardboard, a cardboard uh, cutout of a. Not, not an actual one. girl, not like a real person. No, 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 no like, like okay. eight inches tall. 
like a cardboard okay. thing in my office. Well, that makes sense. That makes uh, way more sense. Rodney Hale in in the YouTube chat. I I've never had to uh, ban a user for saying something <laughs> that that was not offensive, but in terms of sports, what he says is offensive. He says, "If we beat the Wild in round one, how many games does the Colorado series go?" What? I mean, as fans, you can talk about it, but no, this is this, this is this this seems like it's against the rules to talk about the second round. This is bad juju written all over it. You can't talk about how many games against the the Avalanche the Blues yep. would be going. I I pass on that question. My answer is pass. Blues in seven. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Whoa, okay. Uh, so Blues released a new hype video uh, that featured a new version of the Blues go marching in or. Really, the Saints go marching in. We haven't talked uh, about this. Did you did you see this? I did. We have not talked about this, you and I. So this is going to be uh, interesting, uh, to say the least. What yeah, are your thoughts? Yeah, hate it. I agree. <laughs> I thought. Yeah. You know. Okay. Okay. Let me let me let me rephrase. The song itself, I was like, eh, maybe if I like heard it on Spotify or like they played it like an intermission for the first time. Okay. But as a hype video for the playoffs, you can't introduce something completely new. You need to get the crowd rocking. I feel like the crowd was just watching that going, what the hell is this? Like, can we, it's can really we get hard. some actual hype here? Yeah, it's got to be almost impossible to write a song and have it be a hype song. Because, yeah. because fans aren't going to know what this song is. Yeah, you want people and, singing along and dancing. Yeah, singing along and knowing the beat, knowing the everything about the song. Oh yeah, this is a classic, and and, and put some cool video and effects to that. Kurt, right, we got I mean, some more in in the YouTube chat. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, good lord, more naked uh, links. <laughs> yes, more naked links. <laughs> put user in timeout. There we go. Uh, sorry to totally derail you there, but while you do that, I'll just echo your sentiment. It's it's got to be something that. <laughs> that people know. I mean, if the, the one with the the slow start where the the kids on the swing. Yeah, I love yeah. that one. That one's great. That, it's the same words. It's just a little. It's a different play on it, which was kind of cool. I, I didn't mind that at all. Yeah, and yeah. but it, you know, everybody can kind of like you know tap their foot to it, and they're sure. all win the blues, go marching it. This one did not have that same effect. It's it was it missed the, it, yeah it missed, it the, missed mark. the mark bad yeah. it, very bad. It's a fans are like trying to figure out if they even like the song, you know. Yeah, and then it's and then the the it just and it wasn't even up tempo enough to be uh you know a, a rally song. Oh, there's more. What are the <laughs> what are the comments? That... <laughs> I I can't. I probably shouldn't even say this out. But it just says, "Bro, just go website and jerk off." <laughs> what? Oh, that's it. Yeah. Oh, Bro, just God, go I website. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. <laughs> we need we need a we need a uh, a producer just sitting in the background just. Yep. You know, yeah, taking Austin. us to commercial. Austin, come on, man, where are you? Austin, take us to commercial <laughs> and be there with the sound bites. You know, yep. we we do it all ourselves. Yep. Oh my and, god. <laughs> so I like what Brandy said. Kurt, block faster. I can only yeah. report so fast. <laughs> Naked HD X Y. Who who would click on? First off, who would click on this? 
NakedHD.xyz online strips without clothing. You would think that uh, you know spammers from the foreign countries would somebody would translate in this stuff a little a little better to be to be putting it on some I you know nakedhd.xyz what is that? I was gonna find out. Exactly. That's what you're supposed to be doing. There's like there's like fifteen of them in their total. They're all gone for now. <laughs> okay. Uh, also online strips without clothing. How are you stripping them then? That's a good point. It's missed it's Slim Goodbody. They took the skin off. This is all muscle and organs. Clothing. Remember Slim Goodbody? Yes, I do. No, I do actually, I do. Yeah. Holy shit! Right. That's a reference. Damn. Yeah, we're like a like a suit, uh, like a, a skin tight uh, thing that uh, just showed the muscles and the organs and stuff. Yep, no skin. I remember that. Slim good body. <sighs> okay, so we're in agreement. The new hype song was awful. And again, I don't even want to call the song awful. I want to hear it without the video, without anything, and just you know, like sitting in my computer at nine o'clock on a Tuesday. And hear it and be like, okay, do I like this or not? But to use it as the hype song, just not, not good. And with that said, the the blues social media team, the blues media team, uh, has done very well this mm-hmm. season. I think their social media department had this is their best year ever, as oh, far as sure. what, the, the the content they're putting out there. Hundred uh, percent, it's been really good. But the, I mean, not all can be winners, and this one kind of this was a well. Like the the in game, I think, has been a little better too. We've had some. Uh, Yes, Austin, stop messaging me. I can see your messages in chat. Um, mod me, mod me. <laughs> there, um, Austin Lynch is now a moderator. Boom. There you go. go. How about that? Congratulations, Austin. Um, th- With great power comes later. great responsibility. Yep. Don't don't fuck it up. Nope. Austin uh, Brandon Capone is like texting. Oh, well, I can't. I've been blocked. Yeah. Why is everyone blocked except Austin? <laughs> uh so game four blues and the wild uh so again blues are down 2-1 going into this game uh we all know what happened but kirk going into this game what was your call for goaltending oh um i said that i would be i would probably lean towards huso i didn't think huso was a problem in this series i didn't i don't think i didn't think it looked bad um he didn't steal. He didn't steal games two or three like the Blues needed him to. Um, but he did. I mean, you know, look at it coming out coming into the series. Some people wanted uh, Bennington to start. Huso to start game. Uh, wanted Bennington to start game three after Huso lost game two, and I found that a little confusing because I thought, you know, uh, Huso up until game two had never lost to Minnesota ever, and I hadn't played him that much, but he hadn't lost to him. And he had just shut him out in game one. So I, I don't I didn't understand some comments not wanting to go back to him in game three. I thought it was no brainer going to go to him in game three. Uh but I thought, yeah, I still would have gone to him in game four. Uh you know, we won and Bennington was really good. So I'm glad it went that way. Uh whatever works, right? Just, so, just win. But yeah, so I'll I'll yeah. disagree with you slightly. Um I agree with you that I think Huso has not been in any kind of issue. Uh, but you did say that he is not he is yet to steal a game except for maybe game one. Uh, but game two and game three, you know, clearly they lost. He didn't steal it. Bennington in the 19 run, and I know it's been a while. He's played nine playoff games since then. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought he has proven before he can steal. He can come in under pressure 
and and have a great game. So I actually was leaning towards starting Biddington. Um, I really thought it was a toss up. Like I I really either way, like if, you know, Ruby would have been like, we're going back to who so I'd have been like, yeah, that makes sense. We're going to Biddington. Uh, okay, that makes sense yeah. too. You know, so like they both made sense to me. Uh, I was on the side though. I think Bennington, you give him his shot. He is your starter in terms of, I hate to say financially, but see, looking at the depth chart going forward, because Huso's unsigned, he is your starter. So go back to him, see what he can do for you. He won you a cup before, and I, I love it. So I was all for giving Bennington the net. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you almost. I, I, I was. I was of the, it could go either way. You know, I, I would not have been, I wasn't shocked that Bennington was the goalie starter, uh, name the starter by any means. But I think if you asked me who I wanted to start, I would have said, I would have leaned who so. But um, what's interesting to me, and I've said this before, that you heard a lot of people make comments about how, um, you know, well, Bennington's making $6 million. And I'm like, so what? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I don't. I agree. I I I, I hate that um, that argument that just because you're paying him more means you have to give him starts. Uh, well, and and opportunities to win that number one job back. I'm like, I mean, no, you don't. Not if not if he doesn't deserve to. Now, I mean, I get playing him like a backup, but but as far as I'm concerned, if they're out there on the ice. Whoever's playing better plays where they're supposed to play based on how they're playing, not based on their salary. I, I know that doesn't come into play a lot of times. You know, players don't get healthy scratched or whatever because of their salary. That happens. If making too much, they won't. That won't happen. But in this case, in this season where Huso was playing well and Bennington was struggling with consistency badly, actually, and Huso took it and ran most of the season. You know, and I, I was. Not, I will. So I will agree. I, I hate what I said earlier, uh, the way it was worded, because I agree with you 100% on the stop looking at finances. Because the yeah, people who are it's saying, the people who are saying, well, Bennington's your starter because he's paid more, put him in. They're the same people who are saying, why are you playing Scandello when you have better defensemen? Right. It's the same argument. It's, well, Scandella is being paid to play, paid well, so he should be playing. Isn't that the same argument you're making about Bennington? So whatever it, it's how many it's people totally silly, but how many people what I meant was look, going forward on the depth chart after this season, you do look at it as Bennington very well could be your starter next year and yeah, blues are down a, yeah. two to one. If you're not going to go to him now, when are you going to go to him? Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that was my view. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but I, I just, I, I, during Bennington out there, I was nervous. Were you, were you nervous when he started? I mean, he he may not have been, but I was because, well, just because of how you, you asked that perfectly. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> so for those on the yeah, podcast, he, he says, "Was yeah. I nervous?" I'm literally wearing my "Do I look nervous?" shirt. Right. But I, I mean, any Blues fan, I don't. If you say that you weren't nervous when Bennington was, you know, faced some shots earlier in the game, actually, they didn't really have a lot of pressure early on. No. But when he got some work. And be, when he really was tested, you'd be uh, you're a you're a liar if you're saying you weren't nervous. I was I was nervous until the Blues scored, because they they did not have a lot of chances. Uh, there was one pretty early. I think it was Kaprizov, and I think I don't know if he ended up hitting Bennington or not, but he ended up shooting. 
It looked like it went high. And I I read that play and I thought, my God, yeah. if Kaprizov scores on this one, yep. go ahead yeah. and put Uso in because Bennington was, doesn't have it. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I'll, I mean, <laughs> early on, uh, and the Blues looked good. I mean, early on, they looked good. They were getting the chances. Minnesota wasn't getting many shots or, or chances. So I was, I was as the game progressed, the first five, you know, minutes, ten minutes. I'm like, okay, all right, we're, you know, it's it's. I like the way this team's playing. And then Minnesota score. You know, we'll, we'll get into it, but you know, Blue score, Minnesota scores, and uh, yeah, I mean, once I saw Bennington, how he looked and how he was making saves, I I, I settled in a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, me too. Uh, yep. and I was I was much more happy with with that, but I was nervous early on because I didn't know which Bennington we were going to get. Yeah, and your nerves are justified because he has gone 0-9 with a 419 GAA and 875 save percentage yeah. in his last nine starts. His last playoff win came on June 12th, 2019, which, correct me if I'm wrong, I think yeah. that was a pretty big game. Uh, <laughs> well, we, we've talked about how his playoff numbers, his recent playoff numbers uh, before this season, uh, don't adequate don't accurately reflect how he played. Now he wasn't good in the bubble you know, against no. Vancouver, but he was the Blues' best player against Colorado yes, last was. season. Yep. He was fantastic, and his numbers don't reflect that. So I, I when when people uh, spout off Bennington's numbers, oh he hasn't done shit since the Stanley Cup. Bullshit! You haven't watched him. Because against Colorado, he was really, really good, and the team just had no answer for Colorado, no. and he and he was just peppered. Well, having and your were, your your scorer out in Peron, uh, right. and then having Falk getting no Falk. taken out in Game Two, I mean right. that that really hurt too. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, yeah. So, it wasn't him. You, so you you have to go back two playoffs. Just the one playoff run, the one playoff, the bubble playoffs, which was a bubble situation. It was goofy for everybody. So that's there's an asterisk there for me, too, as far as his performance. So you got the 2019 performance with Bennington. You've got the next season with him, which is the bubble. So it's an asterisk for me. And then you've got the, se the next season where he played amazing against Colorado. And now you've got this season where he turned in a really nice game uh, last game. Agreed. So I, and recently, so he, recent his recent playoffs have been very good. You talk about an asterisk good. with the bubble. <laughs> um, I I actually had because I I was what I did was I was reading the game notes and I saw you know at Bennington's last nine playoff games, blah 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 blah. He's zero and nine, and I thought that can't be right. Like because he won in game seven and nineteen. That's two playoff years. He lost four games each year. How is he zero for nine? Oh yeah, an asterisk in the bubble because they played X amount of fucking games, um, yeah. which is I, I've I've actually gone back now in the past couple months, looked at that, and I've said there is a huge asterisk. It doesn't on count here. It doesn't count. I, I mean, hate I to mean, say it because it's shitty to say to Lightning's fans, but I mean that is a huge asterisk year to me. Like oh, that's it, such it, a weird, there's so many weird stat anomalies that you'll look back on in 20 years and be like, what the hell was in 2020? Oh yeah, that's right. Everything was fucked up. And yep. you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say that, that uh, uh, Tampa Bay was not deserving of the cup by any means. Everyone played in the same conditions, yep. but 
Uh, some teams handle it better than others. And I, you know, the Blues didn't were one of those teams where it just was not clicking for them. And as a Blues fan, it's like, it's not the same. It, it doesn't it doesn't count the same as as a standard playoff year as this season. It's just not the same. It isn't. Yeah, I agree. So uh, no Letty, Bortuzzo, and Tory Krug in this game. So the Blues ended up rolling eleven forwards, seven defensemen in this game. The the pairs before the game that were announced were Scandella, Pareko, Mikola, Falk, uh, Rosen, Santini, and then Perunovic was your extra and. What we kind of read that as, okay, I say we, but I'll say I read it as, and Kurt, you may agree, power play, Perunovic is going to be out there. Like, Mm -hmm. he's, let's get him some time in the offensive zone, see how he does. If he does well, we'll start putting him in defensive situations. And I think that's exactly what happened. He's the the power play replacement for Falk. Yeah. Uh, For for a Krug. So that's, that's, and... He looked fantastic on his distributing the puck from the point. Oh, yeah, he, he's so yeah, he fluid. Looked, so he looked great. like he has not had any time off. Like he mm-hmm. he looked fine. He's well rested. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Um. So, uh, Bennington, I thought in this game looked pretty steady early. I mentioned that uh, that shot early on that kind of made me nervous. But we talked about the the game against the Avalanche that he played, second to last game of the season. And um, I said I thought he was fine for the most part, but I agreed with you that he was kind of fighting the puck early on, and especially when the Avalanche started scoring goals in the second period. Um, I was a little concerned we were going to see that to start this game. Now, granted, the Blues didn't give up a lot of shots early, but you could tell that Bennington was kind of focused early on. He wasn't fighting the puck. He was seeing it through screens. Um, There was one that I remember he took right in the belly pretty early on and covered up no problem. Uh, It was just a a very good start, and it made you – it probably calmed your nerves a little bit to see him, right, to see him come out and, you know, not not that he was facing a ton of shots, but he looked pretty steady in the net early on. Yeah, and Minnesota had scored early. Uh, recently in the in the playoffs, so you wanted you wanted you really wanted to look strong early in this game. You didn't want to get down early again in the first few minutes. Um, yep. And yeah, I mean, uh, the, and the the Blues played well in front of him too, and that was a key early on. You could tell the Blues had it in this game, and uh, once Bennington got some work, uh, and I thought he was moving well. You know, his side to side, post to post, he'd come out to the top of the crease. Uh, say a shot was deflected over to, the, to the, from the left to the right. He come out to the top of the crease and stop, and then kick off and go back to the left. And he was moving fluid. You know, he's, he's, he was getting good edges on his skate on, on his skates uh, and pushing back and forth, uh, moving well. Uh, seemed to be tracking the puck well. So uh, I was I was happy with what I saw early, and and uh, it was just up to the Blues to get on the board first in this game. Well, that's a perfect transition, Kurt, because the Blues do get on the on the board first. first. Of course, I screw up the transition. Uh, Jordan Cairo tallies his second goal of the playoffs at 419. Uh, Colton Pareko intercepted a pass in front of his net and carried it behind the other team's net. Well, kind of shot it in and followed it up. Buchnevich went with him, uh, got the puck behind, and slides it in the high slot to Cairo. He took a really good shot, but it was stopped by Flurry. Uh, but the puck bounces out with four wild players kind of converging on the net, ready for that rebound. And uh, but it ended up hitting off of uh, who was it? Brodine. Uh, and Cairo stayed with it. 
puck goes over to the corner and uh, just no chance for Flurry. Flurry's kind of trying to read where the puck's going. Wide open net. Kairou slides it in and uh, Blues go up one nothing. A very important first goal for the Blues. Yeah, Flurry looked like he thought he may have had the puck against uh, trapped against his uh, chest and kind of held that position after the puck had come off and then bounced off Brodeen. So he was like getting over to the left because I think he thought he had it for a little longer than he did. Uh, but credit to Preko on this play because, you know, Preko has been a much maligned person this season with some fans. Uh, he charged, he got the puck, uh, own zone, uh, low slot, and just charged up the ice. Yeah. Uh, chipped it in deep. First guy there. Got in there. Uh, got on the wild, the Minnesota defenseman. Uh, tied him up. Uh, allowed Bushnevich to take over. And then center to Cairo, and then Cairo did his thing. Um, this was a this was a bounce that the Blues weren't getting in the previous no. two games because Minnesota got a ton of bounces, and the Blues weren't just they were just weren't getting any. And this was a, a really nice bounce. The Blues that went the Blues away uh, off Brodine and then to Cairo, and then he puts in an open side. Fantastic, great bounce. Yeah, and I'll add with Pareko. One thing that I love about him over Petrangelo, if you want to have that debate, is. I think on that play where he kind of reached out and intercepted that pass, I think Petrangelo would have just shot it right out, right? Like, that's that's kind of what he did and what we always bitched about. Like, dude, stop icing the puck. You had room. Skate it out. Get it to a teammate. Lift it to center. And and Pareko, like, the first thing he does is he looks up and says, okay, do I have time to skate the puck out? And he did. He had room and he had time, and he made the right play, and it leads to a goal. Well, Prickle's a fantastic skater. Uh, I'm not going to knock Petrangelo skating, but Pareko, but Petrangelo doesn't make that. He doesn't try to skate, charge up the ice like that because that's not that's not his game. Right. That's not what he's really capable of. Um, he'd get caught from behind, or he'd 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 stride out a few strides and then pass to somebody else or dump it out. Um, yeah. You know, Pareko is fast. He's got a big stride. A uh, few people are going to catch him. And he took off with it and uh, chipped it in and then went out and got it himself. So it was, it was a great play by Pareko. Fantastic. Yeah, agree. So, uh, unfortunately, the Wild do tie it in the first period. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov ties it at 1 with uh, 14.06 of the first period. Wild uh, went to work with the cycle deep in the blue zone. Uh, and uh, Ryan Hartman was getting pinned to the glass by Pareko. Slides it to Jared Spurgeon behind the net. Uh, he looks up, kind of says, okay, nobody's on me. He's got time. And uh, give give credit to Kirill Kaprizov. He's standing in front of the net, which any hockey player will do in this situation. But the one thing that he does that I love as a, to, to see as a, a hockey fan, not a not unfortunately not as a Blues fan, was that he read like, okay, if I back up a little bit, my stick's going to be free. And he literally just skates back and gives himself a little bit of tiny room, and that created a passing lane for uh, for his captain to get it to him. So Skandel and Barbashev uh, are kind of there, but but just can't get a stick on the pass. Kaprizov one-times it past Bennington's glove, 1-1 game. Uh, just another, another goal to show you how good Kirill Kaprizov actually is. Yeah, it's that soft spot in coverage between the D and the O, uh, that teams look for, and the, and the Blues do it. We've talked about this quite a bit uh, on the show. The Blues do it in the power play. Um, and Kaprizov doesn't have much room. The Blues do a pretty decent job of closing that gap there, but it's a perfect yeah. pass. Kaprizov found that area where he could maneuver, 
quickly. And then he quickly got the pass. It was a perfect pass. It was a perfect shot. And that, that play, when executed perfectly, is almost impossible to defend because you can't have the O and the D that close together. You've got to have some separation there. And if they can find that perfect slot there and feed that pass perfect and get that perfect shot off, it's really hard to defend. And I think the Wild pulled it off perfectly in that sense. Because if you look at the replay, the Blues are are they're pressing, they're 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 squeezing that zone down. They've done a pretty good job of closing that gap, but uh, it was it was a great play by Minnesota. Yeah, I think the Blues read they were going to be able to read the pass from Spurgeon, so that's why he had time down low. But again, it was it was great maneuverability by Kaprizov to make sure he's getting open in that soft spot. And, uh, you know, I, at first I was mad that I looked up and I saw that Spurgeon had all that time. I'm like, ah, somebody's going to get on him. But the blues honestly had great coverage on this goal. Just, a a, again, just a guy like Kaprizov, Ovechkin, Crosby, they're going to find ways to get the puck to the net. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, That's his fifth goal in the series for him too. Yep. uh, Fifth goal in the four games. Hmm. Hard to contain he's, that guy. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Uh, so the Blues have some pretty good chances to close out the first, including a late power play and Jordan Cairo wrapping it around the net. And I thought he was going to score on this one. I don't know if you remember this play, but yep. Uh, yep. he wrapped around the net and uh, really looked like he was going to go all the way around and then poke it behind Flurry. But Flurry, because uh, he went around his stick check and uh, was able to still get his pad out and make the save on Cairo late. Uh, but uh, so the Blues end up out shooting the Wild 18 to five in the first period. Something we really haven't seen. The Blues just dominate a first period like that much, and uh, they did it in this game. Yeah, uh, and the the first period was great. Uh, and so, which was weird to see. You, you check in with social media in between periods to see what people were talking about. And you know, some people are down on this team because they oh, they, they played so well, and now they just they're only tied. You know, Minnesota was going to push back, and then what happens? Um, I was of the opposite. I was like, coming off the last game we played, which wasn't a good game, and how we looked in the first period, we dominated this period. Yeah, it would have been great to have scored another goal or two. Uh, but, I mean, I, I guess there's no pleasing a lot of people. But, you know, you, you play well first, and then the goals will come, right? So, I think it was just, it was just I mean, if they continue to play this way, it's just a matter of time before they, you know, they put some more in. Kurt, I hate that our cameras are so good because uh, Austin Lynch uh, just get, just chirped me on YouTube, and he's right. He says, Ponder, beer goes in your mouth, buddy. Yeah, I just spilled a little beer. With the <laughs> beard, too, it doesn't help because he gets stuck in there, and then it starts filtering out in big chunks. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't miss my mouth there. You're right, Austin. Good, <laughs> good job calling me out, dick. It's uh, uh, Yeah, well, Jeff, it's okay, Jeff. I... I remember my first beer too. <laughs> well, hey, if you're looking to have your first beer, Austin Lynch, who's a minor, I'm kidding. Wait till you're 21. Uh, we uh, we recommend that first beer being from our friends over at Center Ice Brewery. Do you like hockey? No, of course you do. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Are you 21? Let's hope so. If you answered yes to all of those questions, run on down to your local beer distributor and pick up a 2-4 of Old Arena Lager, the Beauty IPA, or any other delicious hockey-themed beer from Centerize Brewery. 
That's right. Center Icebury Beer is available at various beer stores around town. So check around for the one closest to you. That's Center Ice Brewery. Let's go Blues. So I just realized there's this view, which is, is. Uh, it gives us a much wider look. Yeah. Uh, but I think we'll go back to our original here. This is much better. But I thought that was interesting. I'm like, oh, you can actually see like everything in my uh, in my office if I have that mm-hmm. view. I think the other view I've seen other podcasts use that that ratio. Uh, yeah, well, go. It, 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 all it does really is just shows more of the background, which is weird to me. You know, yeah. it's like not not. I mean, not behind us. I mean, like the background, the graphics, the blue note. Uh, it's like, why do we need more of that when people can see more of us? Yeah, like I close. mean, we're attractive yeah, dudes. Yeah, we are right. very attractive dudes, you know. Even with yeah. even with the beer in your beard, even maybe with, that's why they call that, it a beard. Because it always has beer in it. A beard. A beer. Yeah. You have a beard. Beer hyphen D. I like it. I like it. Maybe that's my new nickname. Beer D. Beard. You know what you do? You know what you, you need to. You just need a, a silhouette of a beard on a shirt, and then underneath of it, B E E hyphen D. Or B E E hyphen R D. I guess. B E E R. Hold on, I'll get this right. B E E R hyphen D. There you go. You finally got Beard, there. Uh, Congratulations. It's like yeah, it's like a shirt that Mac would wear on. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, so uh, second period of this game, uh, Blues score the next one, go up two to one when David Perron puts the Blues up by one at ten thirty of the second period. Uh, Wild, uh, we're trying to enter the zone, but uh, they turned it over. O'Reilly skates it in as Minnesota's slow getting back led to a quick two on one, which almost wasn't a two on one because there's a Wild defenseman that was trailing Perron pretty good, but uh, Perron kept the feet moving. Uh, and O'Reilly sends it to Perron, who goes to the backhand and lifts it on Flurry, and he made a great save. And when he made that save, I go, God damn it, because it was just beautiful play oh. by both Perron and O'Reilly. But fortunately well, he for the Blues, yeah, fortunately <laughs> for the Blues, the puck squirts out, and uh, the refs didn't signal anything. But replay uh, went to show that uh, Marcus Foligno tried to poke the back the puck back to his goalie. But it actually hit Flurry and then goes into the net, and then the Wild ended up fishing the puck out. So it was fully over the line, and uh, Blues go up two-one on the Wild. Yeah, Felino was standing on the goal line, uh, like hanging on the crossbar, and trying to keep the puck out with the skates, and just kind of slides between them. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, kind of a fluky bounce goal, I guess. But you know, the Wild have had a couple fluky goals in this series, so we'll take it for sure. Yeah, and we talked about the bounces not going the Blues' way the last two games. There's this another is one, one right. that went right to the Blues' favor. Yeah, you you need to be, you know, if we learn anything from 2019, is that you know, yes, you have to be good, you got to have good goaltending, and you got to be lucky. You have you need luck, you need bounces in the playoffs, otherwise you're not going to win. You just aren't. It's true. So the Blues uh, end up going th- up three to one uh, just 54 seconds later when Kyrou tallied his second of the game for the Blues up. Uh, Perron grabbed it at center and pushed it into the Blues offensive zone as the Blues were changing. O'Reilly, give him credit because he should have been changing too. He hustled in to check Duba, uh, Dumba, who actually ends up uh, just kind of poking it on his backhand, trying to get it to his winger, but I think he just kind of miffed whiffed on it. And it's uh, terrible. 
terrible, terrible pass. Goes right Dumba, to O'Reilly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Dumb, he slides in front. Dumb turnover by Dumba. A, quite a Dumba turnover. Yes. Uh, he turns it. Uh, so he ends up sliding it in front to a quick-moving Kairou, who had just come off the bench. He makes a beautiful dangle on Dumba, who's trying to get back and make the defensive play. Uh, and then uh, Flurry sprawled out. But, uh, again, Kairou finds that open spot in the net, puts it on the backhand, goes over Flurry. Blues up three one off of uh, Matt Dumba's kind of Matt Dumba's kind of looking like a pylon at this point, uh, which you got a lot. Bad. I mean, you know, as 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 much as Blues fans love to crucify, you know, a player for making a mistake, uh, I guess like most hockey fans would. Um, yeah, this was bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this was a just a bad play because he goes to the corner to kind of just like kind of give a little quick little jab pass or a jab chip thing on the board on the corner to go up the boards a little bit and he just he does it and it goes nowhere he like kind of just like slams it right into the boards and curls left you know and riley's right there just to grab the puck and and throw it in front and kairu does the uh, highlight real goal um which i you know at this point in the game he had uh passed up some shots that he i mean i'm not a shoot shoot guy but God damn it, <laughs> he had two or three golden chances to shoot from high danger scoring chances. And he passes, you know, into traffic through defensemen, uh, two guys that are covered uh, like in a little. And it's just like, oh, what are you doing to let that go? You've got your shot is so good. And uh, I'm like, it's a shame he likes to pass so much because he's not great at it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he's a much better shooter. Yeah, uh, and he needs to do that more often. Yep. Uh, don't don't try and be Thomas. Let Thomas be Thomas. You be Cairo. You shoot. So with about two minutes left in the period, the Wild go on the power play after Thomas cri- uh, tripped Kaprizov. Uh, the Wild's power play goes to work with some great movement, and it leads to a one-time chance from Kaprizov in his sweet spot. But Bennington uh, steps up, gets across the crease, makes the save with his glove, smothers the rebound, and at this point. Uh, you're thinking Jordan Bennington is back. You know, this is this is his crease now. He's looking great. He's moving well. Um, I think we saw, I think back to that Edmonton game when he gave up, what was it, four goals in the first 10 minutes of the game, yeah. and he ended up getting pulled. He didn't look like he was moving in the net. Like, he just was too slow reacting to plays. This one in particular, watching him go from his right to his left, uh he just he looked like the old Bennington and and uh, ends up covering the rebound too. So nothing there for anybody in front of the net to try and get at. The, this for this shot to go in, it was going to have to go uh, tucked in upper glove, you know, uh, to beat Bennington because he 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 got over uh, in time. And I said I said earlier that in the game I noticed he was he was moving side to side very well and he got over very well here. Um, took away uh, the meat of the net uh, and. When you know, was forcing Kiprasov to to you know put it in a corner, uh, which is tough to do, and uh, he 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 made the save. And this was a huge save because it was a three to one at the time, and mm-hmm. it was late in the second period, and the Wild are pushing hard the past the last like five minutes of this period trying to score, and they 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 came with the heat, and uh, Blues bend but didn't break, and Bennington held the fort because the Minnesota scores here. It's three to two going into the third, 
And then you never know what's going to happen with them having momentum going into this, the intermission and coming out in the third. I mean, I, I would have been a little nervous if they had scored late in the second because you see that all the time. Teams oh, yeah. that score late in the second, come out in the third, and being down by goal, and they end up uh, tying it. It happens a lot. Yep. So talking about the third period, the Wild do score the next one, uh, makes it 3-2. See? to two. Just and imagine, <laughs> imagine if they scored on that right. one off Kaprizov. You know that they're coming out flying here in the third period. Yep, they're coming yep. out with the same vigor if they score that goal. So, uh-huh. yeah, so that was a big save by Bennington to make because at two thirty nine in the third, uh, Matt Boldy scores the the rookie scores to cut the Blues' lead to one. Kevin Fiala had to be crazy strong on the puck, deflecting away stick checks from Shannon Cairo as he circled into the slot and threw it in front. Puck bounces out in the low slot. Wild keep jamming at it until it goes in. Middleton had a point Blake shot on Bennington, who made the save, but the puck came out to the red goal line where Pareko tried to keep it out, but Boldy eventually got his stick on it to convert for the Wild. So a 3-2 lead for the Blues, just 239 into the third period. Those nerves coming back for you, Kurt? Yeah. Well, I mean <laughs> You know, the Blues have played so well in this game, and then you knew the Wild were going to push, right? I mean, they're a good team. Uh, you can't expect to, in the playoffs, to just dominate beginning to end against a team that you're supposedly uh, evenly matched against, right? That's just expecting the Blues to do that is just, you know, that's, 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 a, little, that's a little much. But, uh, yeah, uh, if you look at the replay, the one that, that from the – the outside uh, down low on the ice. You can see Bennington's blocker hand go to reach to cover the puck and it gets poked in as it's coming down just before if a half second more, I think. And Bennington grabs that with his blocker hand where his, he had dropped his stick and went to grab it and it just got poked in just before he grabbed it. So, you know, it, it happens. Um, and it was a carryover from the second when they were pushing hard and they were pushing hard in the third. Yeah. And I was nervous because it's a one goal game. Minnesota's playing well. They have momentum. And if we lose this game, we're down three, one. So that was creeping into my head. Yep. Oh uh, yeah. I, I think every blues fan was thinking the same thing. So another big jam play by the blues came a few minutes later with Tarasenko, Pareko, Barbashev and Buchnevich all in the crease trying to poke it in, but flurry in the wild kept it out. And I mentioned this because I felt like there was a lot of those jam plays. Like this is where we're getting into the meat of the series. It's in game four. At this point, blues have a lead and it's uh, you know, two, one series for wild for the wild. There was a lot of just, let's just get it to the net and just poke at it and hope we can get it in. It's already worked for the, the wild previously in this game. And then uh, I think that was what game three, where they had one of those goals too. And so you're seeing this a lot more with kind of close contact pucks on the goal line. Goalie's just trying to keep it out. And uh, there's just a lot of this in this series going on. So again, why we wanted this series, right? To see some yeah. awesome stuff well, like this. The The only uh, drawback to trying that is that Flurry is very good down low. When you typically goals are scored on him, uh, upper glove, high blocker, they're scored off the ice. So uh, trying to uh, do jam plays and trying to, to, to score low on him, uh, not as easy as, uh, as it is to score higher, apparently, because the percentages on him are, are uh, it's harder to beat low. So, 
So I thought another, I thought Bennington made another huge save. Uh, and I thought this was, we talk about the save in game seven, right? In 2019 for this game, to me, this was the save. Uh, Bennington with another save on a two-on-one after Perunovic jumped into the offensive zone to try to keep the puck in as the Blues were pressuring. But unfortunately, Hartman got it around him. Him and Zuccarello come in on a two-on-one with Falk. Hartman carried it the whole way and then took a quick low shot across Bennington's body, which I thought was a great play by him uh, because the passing lane just wasn't there. So the key that a player will try to do, shoot it low, get a rebound toward your teammate. That way your your teammate can maybe tap it in on a one-time off the pass. Pass off pad is what they call it. Uh, And that's kind of what this was. It was a great low shot. Uh, across Bennington's body, but it's a shot not only to try and score, but to generate that rebound. Bennington kicked it out, though. Yes, he kicked it out into the slot, but there was no wild players there to be seen. Uh, so really just made sure to not allow Zuccarello to get on that rebound. So just a, a great save by Bennington to come up with, and uh, uh, a 3-2 lead stays at this point for the Blues. Initially, when I saw this play develop, I you know see Prunovich pinching in, and right when he went to pinch, I'm like, no, don't. <laughs> You're not going to get there. <laughs> yep. But uh, you couldn't tell from the TV uh, camera angle uh, that he had just come off the bench. Uh, so, he was, yeah. he, so he was coming into the zone. So he didn't really – I don't th- think he had a feel of, of, the, of the play. He just jumped onto the ice. And so he was kind of caught, um, which, okay, it's understandable, I guess. But, yeah, that, that was a big, huge play. I mean, shoot, uh, that, that – that, Game that goal uh, ties the game. That ties it. Yeah, they scoring it. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, you know, you're holding your breath. I mean, it was playoff hockey. That's what it is. But uh, yep. holy shit, yeah. When he, the two and one up, you're like, no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Literally, all that's coming out of my mouth is those exact words. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Because I was very happy with pretty much his play in this game. He didn't play a ton, but uh, then I saw him make that play. And initially I'm like, Oh God, a huge mistake, mm-hmm. huge mistake. Brunovich. Oh my God. But uh, credit to Falk too, for covering that passing lane too. Yep. And that's, that's what yep. you want to see out of your defenseman. He takes the pass. Your goalie takes the shooter. That's exactly what happened. And and that was a vent. That was a, Perfectly played defensive two-on-one by the Blues. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Blues score, uh, make it four to two with an empty net goal. Flurry left the crease, but Perron sailed it about 180 feet to the empty cage. And uh, at this point, it's late in the game, but you're still a little worried. It's only two goals, and uh, you know you know that the the Wild are going to keep pressing. Uh, but uh, but the Blues stayed with it, and uh, Kevin Fiala took an ill-advised penalty, cross-checking. Uh, was it Perron he cross-checked? I can't remember who it was. I can't recall who it was. It was in the corner, and it was just a stupid, just I'm pissed we're losing type penalty. And uh, really, because at this point, like I said, you're down two goals. You know, that's not insurmountable in playoff hockey. So... Just well, a, a bad penalty by him to take at eighteen yeah, well, thirty third. Yeah, a four to two. I'm, I'm pretty comfortable. Uh, you know, chances are. I mean, what the if you look at probabilities or that 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 should win meter or the uh, deserved a win meter that they have out there. Uh, Blues have would have had to have been at like ninety five percent at that point or something. So uh, it was it, it was almost in the bag. 
Uh, my, when Perron scored the dinner, my daughter uh, goes, uh, did you see how far he shot that puck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was, his, that was Perron's 19th point in uh, his last 16th, uh, 16 playoff games. Which is crazy. You remember back in the day, we used to complain about him as not being a playoff performer. Yeah, he's figured it out. He's figured it out. He's he's getting he's figured out like go to where I score goals in the regular season. <laughs> like yeah. it's not that hard. He's figured it out. And he's he's kind of lighting up flurry a little bit. Um he is. His buddy. His buddy. You know, it's yeah, gotta be, his friend. It's gonna be extra special, extra special for <laughs> for Perron to uh, light up his friend. Oh yeah. Uh so O'Reilly adds insult injury with the uh Fiala penalty. The blues end up scoring on the power play. Uh, they were clearly working the puck around to be safe, not attempting any off-angle chances or cross-crease passes that could spring an odd man break, which I appreciated. I we talked about this after Game One. They had that um that that power play late, and they were clearly just let's just get it in deep, let them shoot it out, and then we'll skate it back down, kill the clock, protect the the shutout for Huso, and that's kind of what they were doing here. They were uh, just working the puck around the perimeter. Not really attempting anything crazy, but O'Reilly ends up getting open and just shovels the puck to the net. It eludes yeah. Flurry. He makes the save, but it just pounces right past him, and uh, the Blues end up well, scoring he, on this play. Well, he didn't make the save. He it hit him and it went in. Technically, I could technically be wrong. this is this is he, where he, we he, need he, Bill. He Does not, that not count not, as two shots? No, no, no? two shots. No, 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 no. I could have sworn before that I've seen where the goalie makes the save and then it kind of dies and they count that as a shot. And then the one goes, and then, then it goes in the net and they count it as a second no. shot. Well, this one, this one, it, it, it hits flurry and just trickles in. Yeah, it doesn't, yeah. I guess you're right. Not you know, a save. Yeah. Just, just goes like, it's like going off the pad or the arm or something. Or Now yeah. earlier in the game where flurry made the save and it landed behind him. And then, you know, there was a, a mess of players and sticks and it ends up coming back off flurry and back in. Then I think that's a, that's a save for him because it, you know, it was stopped. Right. So yeah, something okay. else happened. you're right. You're You're always right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bennington uh, ends up in this game. So the blues end up winning this one. Bennington goes, uh, makes 28 saves on 30 shots, gets the first star of the game, which I'm sure was, I mean, you know, players are going to act like it's not a big deal. And, you know, he maybe did a little bit, but that's got to be a big deal for him. First playoff win since 2019. He said it was uh, a big deal. In, in front of his home crowd. You know, yeah. that's that's a big deal. Plus, which is just, we bit, we talk all the time about how hilarious Blues goaltending stats are. Uh, so that's yeah. only the, uh, <laughs> that's only his second win outside of one playoff year, right? So he ties Mike Liute and Greg Millen for most playoff wins by a Blues goalie at 17. So next one he gets, he will be the all-time winningest playoff goalie for the Blues. I mean, you know, being in net for every single victory in 2019, I mean, that'll that'll move you up the charts in a hurry. Uh, right. Amongst Blues goalies, since uh, most Blues goalies are were done, be, you know, before the uh, third round, they never made it out of the second round. Yep. So uh, David Perron, two goals and one assist in this game. Ryan O'Reilly, one goal and two assists. It's funny because that line has kind of was well, clearly been the Blues' best line, but Brandon Sod's kind of nowhere to be found at this point, right? Like um, I haven't you know noticed he, him out there. 
I've I have. Um, he's he's had some chances. I think he had some. I thought he had some jump this game with the rest of the team. Uh, didn't really get. He didn't get a point, did he? Uh, in this game, I don't think so. But I I I noticed him more in this game than in the previous couple. But in in all fairness, a lot of the Blues were MIA in Game Three. So yeah. um, yeah. But no, I, I get you. Oh damn it, uh, Austin! <laughs> Come on, Austin! A couple more. <laughs> I'll step in here. Put user in timeout again. How do you ban a user? I lost that uh, option. That's weird. And it's uh, supposed to and, hide the user on the channel, and it's not hiding them. Yeah, weird. no, no points in this game for Brandon Saad. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, I, but I, I think, I think this was a better game for him than the previous couple. I thought he had uh, some chances around the net. I, I mean, not. Okay, I thought he was active around the net. I wouldn't say he had chanced himself. Maybe one or two, but uh, nothing. Winning, winning unlimited gets my comment of the show. Austin, stop clicking on the links and start banning bots. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst issue with bots we ever had. We had, uh, we had bots before, but not like this. Yeah, they just keep coming back. Remember the the was it the neo Nazi bot that one time? Yes, that was Remember really that? That bad. Was bad. That, that was, was really bad. bad. Yeah, I remember we didn't even is... want to say the name of the bot. <laughs> I know, right? At least this is just, oh, it's just, it's just naked people. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with some naked people. Nah, naked people doing stuff. That's fine. That's right. Uh, Marco Scandella played in 134 before leaving with a lower body injury. Baruby said it was the same injury that caused him to miss time recently. So you yeah. have to probably assume that he's probably going to be out again. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about game five here in a minute with uh, Bortuzzo and Letty possibly coming back, but uh, not good news for the Blues defense to lose another guy. Okay. I think if we do, which we're going to talk about, get Bertuzzo and Letty back, I don't really care about losing Scandella, especially with Perunovic apparently being okay to play since he played last game. I, I think... Our defense is great. Uh, well, it was fine with those guys. I'm not too worried about Scandella not playing. Uh, Bertuzzo, Letty is 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 like the the you know the glue for that that defense. The kind of the the transition game and the the calmness back there in the own zone. Uh, love what he's brought to this team since we brought him over. Um, and then, like I said, Prunovich is a really nice wild card to have to be able to plug in there uh, in place of Krug. So, um, yeah, I, I would love for everyone to be healthy, but um, Scandella being out, if we get other guys back, I'm not overly concerned about it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, if we get even just one of those guys back with Perunovic, right. the way he played, Perunovic, one assist, uh, so his first playoff point in the yep. NHL, yep. one block shot in uh, 12 minutes and two seconds of time on ice. Uh, compare that to Steven Santini, who was a plus one in 308 of his time on ice. And I, I go into this game thinking those two are probably getting about the same amount of ice time. But I think the way Perunovic looked, I think Baruby was comfortable just saying, let's just roll him in regular lines. And that's what ended up happening because he looked yeah, he fine. 10, 10 minutes and something? 12 minutes and two seconds. Oh, it was 12 minutes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I. You know what? I liked Rosen in this game. I thought he was. Yeah, I thought good. Rosen looked good too. Yeah. I was no problem with him. 
Yep. So, uh, I mean, yeah, you know, and it helps when you, it helps when your offense is, is clicking and controlling the puck and, right. you know, that, that easy, that relieves pressure on the defense and allows them to do their job. So, right. um, yeah, I, th- I was very happy with how the Blues played overall uh, in game four in and in a, in a game that was almost a must win, right? And you don't want to go down three games to one. So while we're praising the D, we'll mention Justin Falk led all skaters with 31 minutes and 10 seconds time on ice. Yeah. Uh, and he also had one assist on the night. So uh, Falk putting up the big minutes. And I think right behind him was uh, Pareko at like 30.07 or something. So they both, both over those 30, guys yeah. played over half the game. Yeah, uh, which you know, uh, for those of you who were around during the Pronger McKinnis days, Pronger it Pronger would play half the game. Oh, in for playoffs. sure, he'd play half. The, so him McKinnis, typically, there was always one of them on the ice. Yeah, almost always. So uh, that was and that was a night. And it's still a shame one of those teams didn't win the cup. Yeah, it's, I know it's, <laughs> it's a crime. Ridiculous. It's a crime. It's ridiculous. Uh, so looking ahead to game five, uh, again, possibly, uh, we will see Robert Bortuzzo and Nick Letty return, which I think we'll agree. Scandella will probably be out. Um, and I don't know who else do you, I'm guessing Santini would be our next guy out too, Yeah, but the Blues so. rolled 7D. Do they roll 7D again? Or do they go back to 12 forwards? I, it depends on how healthy the guys are that return, you know, how healthy is Letty? How healthy is Bertuzzo? It's like it's like Scandella. He was healthy enough to play, but the same injury took him out again. So how likely is that injury to reoccur? You know, they don't share that info, so we don't know exactly what the injury is. Um, but uh, you you got to think it's. I mean, I'm not going to speculate even. It's just silly. But uh, I think if if they're confident in how healthy they are, then maybe they roll six. But man, if they got two guys like Bertuzzo and Letty in the lineup uh, that that just missed some time with injury, and maybe they're they're iffy fifty fifty, and they had to go with them, they could dress seven. And, and you know what? The Blues' record this season was it nine four and two when they're they dress uh, seven defensemen, like eleven yeah, something like that. Yeah. So they 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 handle that well. Now you don't want that to be, a, I mean, playoffs are a grind and it's tough on the body, and you don't want to be you know, doing this often because it's, you know, more wear and tear and, 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 and guys getting more tired and more ice time for a certain player, like on the forwards, you know, you're, you're, you're you don't have, you're, you're short a guy. So guys are taking more ice time. So there's, there's that. You don't want to keep doing this necessarily. You don't have to, but I, I, I think the smart thing to do is to probably go seven. Uh, if they get uh, guys back that are like just barely borderline able to play. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, that way, that way, if one of them does have to leave, you've got another guy that can step in, and you can have normal right. pairings. Which yeah, is why it was, it was a good, it was good to dress seven defensemen last game because they, you know, lost Scandella. So yep, same same. So line. speak for the Wild. Do you go with Flurry again, or do you go to Talbot? Talbot. You go I to would, Talbot. I would. Uh, and and this is and Flurry has not been terrible. He's not been bad. He's not, well, he's been good. Um, but I, I, I think I only say this, if Talbot hadn't played as well as he did, uh, after the trade deadline, uh, I, I would say, you know, you roll with flurry. If, if Talbot was your typical backup who wasn't near as good as the, as the starter, I think you go back with flurry. No, no doubt. But with as well as Talbot played, um, except for against the blues, he didn't play that well against the blues. Um, I, I think you go back with him cause they alternated starts for a large chunk down the stretch. 
And I could see them going back to Talbot. And they, they lost last game. Flurry wasn't amazing. You know, he allowed a couple of leakers. So, um, I, uh, who, as a Blues fan, who would I like to see in net? It's a good question. Um, I think Talbot. I think Talbot too. I, I think I'd like, I'd like to see Talbot as a Blues fan. But I think Minnesota might go to Talbot tomorrow. I think they go with Flurry. Personally, okay. I think Flurry's played well enough, and and you know, there's no right or wrong answer here. Honestly, Dean Evison could come out and say Flurry tomorrow or Talbot tomorrow, and it, and it'll be the same reaction, um, because Flurry, you know, I think he's played great. You're right, he didn't play his best game in Game Four, but he played well enough. He's, um, he was good. Yeah, it just not uh, amazing. Yeah, not like the previous well game. Yeah. Um, so I, if I'm, you know, just going by history, I say flurry if I'm the wild, but I, again, there's no wrong answer here. I could see them going with Talbot. The only reason I don't go with Talbot is, is because of what you mentioned. The blues seem to kind of own him. So I think I look at that as Everson and I say, yeah, let's just go back to Mark Andre. If he doesn't do it, we'll give Talbot his chance in game six. But then again, you don't want to put in a goalie. When you're down three to two, if the other goalie's playing well too, there's a lot seems, that goes into it. Yeah, but it seems fifty-fifty to me. It and is. It, I mean, it, it's I I can understand both sides of it, to be honest. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll see uh, what they decide to do. We'll find out in the morning skate who is the uh, first off the ice. Yep. Uh, so for the Blues, Bennington or Huso? Bennington. I agree. I mean. Uh, I, I, if you go to Bennington to maybe half jumpstart the team and half give him a shot, uh, you know, cause who, cause like I said, Huso wasn't bad, but he wasn't lights out either. So, uh, you know, giving Bennington a shot there. I think if you, if you start him in that situation and he gets the win and plays very well and the team played really well, I don't think you change anything aside from bringing healthy uh, guys back that, might have missed the game due to injury. I don't think yeah. you change anything otherwise. I wouldn't change anything uh, with the forward core. If you're going to go 11, I'd go with the same ones. Yeah, they started rolling the uh, the Russian line again. Uh, mm-hmm. Switched uh, Thomas out with Barbashev. I kind of like that with the Buch- with Buchnevich and Tarasenko. Yeah, I think you roll the same lineup. I agree. And like you said, except you know, obviously bringing back your healthy right. defenseman. But right. yeah, I go I go Bennington. Austin Lynch asks a great question. Why not Bennington? Damn right, <laughs> right, Austin Lynch. I think I think uh, obviously goaltending is important. It's almost it almost goes without saying. You don't have to even say goaltending is a key to the game because it's always a key to the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a big key to this game is if Cairo continues his the jump that he has because he he came out of nowhere last game because he he had been invisible, unproductive. You know, pretty much last last half of the season, almost, and then in playoffs, he just wasn't getting it done, and was it was invisible. And this game, he was shot out of a cannon. He was yeah. jumping all over the ice. He was making moves. He was brave with it. He was confident. It's like all of a sudden he got his he, it was all, a switch was flipped, and mm-hmm. he got his confidence back. And he was all over the place. Didn't shoot as much as he should have, but still. With that said. If he is on, if, if this is the way he is going to play now, I think Minnesota is in trouble 
because that's just one more guy that's coming at you uh, that is a huge part of this team when he's on. When he's on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that adds. I mean, literally, you have three right wingers that can score a goal at any time uh, if he's going. And I mean, there's times where he's considered on the third line. And he was the Blues' all-star this year. So, yeah, if he's on his game, look out. And I think with the Blues' depth, uh, th- this is where the Blues' depth is going to come in, uh, in a long series, right? It, your depth might not necessarily win you a short series, but your depth has a greater chance of being a difference maker in a longer series. Just uh, The mm-hmm. cream rises to the top, right, over the long haul. So if this series goes seven, you got to thank the Blues continually rolling out those that those those nine twenty goal scores. Um, yep, that's that's gonna pay dividends uh, over the long haul. Eventually. So again, we mentioned Blues game five in Minnesota Tuesday at eight thirty Central. So don't miss that one. Uh, and again, you can expect another live Let's Go Blues Radio on Wednesday at our usual time nine fifteen nine thirty ish. Uh, and then uh, also was announced today, Thursday's game six has been scheduled for 8.30, and that one is in St. Louis. Um, again, mentioning other segments that we usually do on this show, rapid-fire tidbits, obviously big news out of New York Islanders today, but we'll get to that in our next show on Wednesday. So, uh, Kurt, unless there's any comments we want to read, I haven't really checked Facebook much today. I apologize for that. Uh, looks like... Uh, Jesse Hill says, Kurt looks like that scene in Wayne's World 2, product placement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even drinking a Pepsi. Uh, I should have a 312 tropical shirt on. That would be nice. Uh, let's see. I, I don't know. Kind of rolling through comments pretty quick here. I mean, bro, just go to website and jerk off. That's, you know, a great one. Uh, <laughs> we went through some of these, but yeah, so uh, everyone's, I'm sure, excited for game number five. Again, that is uh, Tuesday at 8.30, and we'll be back with a show talking about that game Wednesday night, 9.15, uh, Doug Paddock does say in the YouTube chat, uh, I would like to see Prunovich shoot once in a while on the power play. It kind of got obvious as the game went on. Uh, he was only going to pass. That's pretty much his game, though. He's a, he's a puck distributor. He's not a big uh, goal scorer. He's an assist man. He's a... Uh, he, he is a, actually an excellent replacement for Krug. Well, Krug does shoot. Um, I, I think uh, I, and maybe, you know, maybe he was told not to shoot with the, as much with the, with the injury to his wrist. Huh? Yeah. Maybe it's possible. I don't know. Uh, Austin Lynch, Curtis with the Pepsi shirt and Ponder has the Coke fridge. I didn't realize you could see that. Yeah, that was a, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's, that's a new addition to the, the Ponder studio. I, uh, I got one of those. It's actually really cool. And I think I told you guys about it, uh, off the air once it, it only holds six cans, but it plugs in oh. it's, it's electric. Um, it was, there you go. Uh, it, it was only 29 bucks at Walmart. Um, I, I, it's electric. Unfortunately, I don't drink Coke. If I drink a soda, it's going to be a Dr. Pepper. But still, I thought, you know, I don't have any red in the office to support the Cardinals. This this is okay. perfect. What's your what's your favorite Dr. Pepper variant? Uh, the dark berry. Okay. Have you had that? 
No, I have not had dark berry. I've got uh, my 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 son picked out a Dr Pepper cherry, cherry Dr Pepper in the fridge, which I had never had before. It's delicious. It's very good. I got what do I have in here? I got Dr Pepper something in here. Dr Pepper cherry zero sugar is what I. Oh, have. that can't be any good. It's not bad. No, it's not bad. Uh, what's in it? Uh, stevia or what? What? Stevia? What's in it? Stevia. Yeah, the, the artificial sweetener. I don't know what's in it. You're asking me stuff I don't know, man. You you're a Dr Pepper aficionado. You got any, you don't even know what the artificial sweetener is in your in your. I don't need zero? to know that shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sucralose, sucralose, maybe. Sure, that's what it is. Yep, that's it. Um, Sounds no, the so the dark berry was released <laughs> the last Spider-Man movie. Um, No Way Home. Far that, from home. Well, no far from the last home. one. Far from home. Far, far from uh, home. And it was basically like a play on Mysterio. And I fucking loved that. I, I went and bought a bunch of cases of it. I was drinking it like crazy. Well, then when the movie left theaters, they, they unreleased it. Well, now apparently they're re-releasing it this summer. So I'm very excited about that. You should pick one up if you ever see one out. You know, a buddy of mine uh, collects Dr. Pepper, like off-brand Dr. Pepper. Like Dr. Schnee, Mr. Pibb, Dr. Thunder, just tons of them. He's got, I don't know, 25 uh, uh, cans on, in his office on the back of his uh, desk. So I've actually had the idea of doing a YouTube show uh, of me trying different Dr. Pepper variants like that. You should make a website and rate the different variants, like five stars. Which one's the which one's the the best off brand uh, Dr Pepper? Rate them yep. all. I would love to do that. I just need to spice have more hours spiced, in the day. It's a spiced cola, I believe they call those. Yes, right? that's yeah. correct. <laughs> Bless you, sir. Bless Ooh. you again. Excuse me. Ooh. Talking about oh, Dr. you got it's all in your beard. It's all like all over the beard. Yeah, right. oh I'm, god, I'm, gross. I'm kidding. Um, well, I think that's, uh, I think that's it for today's show there, Mr. Price. That'll do her. Do you have anything else? I do not. (laughs) Oh, good Lord. Do I need to close this show? (laughs) Now I can't stop. (laughs) Once you you pop, you can't stop. That's right. All right. So, uh, everybody, thank you for listening and, uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life. The world's only truly uh, personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him a Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. Also by Centerized Brewery, which provides drinks brewed in our fair city and is available throughout the city and county and numerous grocery stores, liquor stores, and bars including at Enterprise Center. Uh, visit centerizebrewery.com to find a vendor near you. That's centerizebrewery.com. Of course, my eye is catching that my name has been brought up in the YouTube chat. Jeff should have a channel reviewing Marvel and DC movies. Oh, I would love that. I'm a huge Yeah, that nerd. hasn't been done. <laughs> no, right. Yeah, <laughs> nobody needs that. Uh, yeah. yeah, the world. Yeah, I oh. mean, yeah. Hey, you know what? You you do it. You do it uniquely. Exactly. I would find right. a different way to do it. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah. I don't know. There's. Is there really a new way of doing it? 
Nah. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out, Talk, Ken, just for you. You, you. you could have Dan Buffa on to review the movies with you. There you go. Good old Buffa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of a play on words with his name to title it. The Buffa Guys? Yeah. Buffa Dudes? The Buffa Guys? Yeah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds lame already. Yep, you're right. No, Not going to happen. You're, you're, you're best to go something off the board. I'm scrapping yeah. it. Scrapping the whole idea. Uh, that will do it for episode 36 of season 10 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Make sure you tune in on Wednesday when we release another show this week. Hopefully Bill will be able to attend that one. Uh, so thank you for listening. And thanks to those who participated in YouTube and Facebook live chats during the show. Cheers to all of you and cheers to our podcasting audience as well. For Kurt Price and Bill Day, I'm Jeff Ponder and this was Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, beat the wild. Let's go, Blues. Let's go, Blues. Time to get naked. Yeo. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go, Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well... There's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. The Blues are on the ice tonight again. Rough and tough and got the stuff to win They'll always get one more No matter what the score They are quite a hockey team, my friends